Welcome into Honorado and Bagnardi. Chris Honorado, Sean Bagnardi, back to our normal time slot. It feels a little more normal. Bags, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. Do you find it harder to adjust when you have to switch to the getting up earlier? Or do you find it harder to adjust when you have to stay up later? Because I thought getting up earlier would be tough. It wasn't that bad. Now it's like the, the, the nights are endless and I'm falling asleep early. Yeah, for me, it's it's easier to get up and go than to prolong. Look, when you work the night shift, it's you wait around all day just to go to work. That's what makes it difficult. If you if I get up early and I have to stay up late, I can do that. It's all the waiting around till going in at three or three thirty that made me crazy most often. Yeah, well, yeah. So you're back on the nights, back on the, on the mornings, but here we are on a Thursday in our normal slot. Um, with a lot to get to, we've got Dottie Pepper on the show. She's going to be in town this weekend at the Empire Golf and Travel Expo. Uh, we will tell you about how you can go for free, courtesy of Dottie Pepper and this show. Uh, and we had her in studio. We'll bring back the interview with Dottie Pepper here on O&B. Major League Baseball is going nowhere with their negotiations. The NBA has released their top 75 players. Do we have a problem with some? Of course we do. Of course we have a problem with some of them. There's no doubt about it. And Aaron Rodgers' beautiful mystery of an Instagram post. He says, mm -hmm. ah, nothing to read into. I'm not buying it. We've got it all here on Honorado and Bagnardi. This is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Alpenhouse. The Popeyes Louisiana Fast Minute still to come on the show as well. Of course it is. We just started. So everything is still to come. And right. most notably, Bags, it is what is not happening with Major League Baseball and the Players Union and both sides awfully far apart with... We're really only like five weeks to go before opening day. And baseball has set a deadline now, February 28th, guys. If we don't have something done, if we don't have a new collective bargaining agreement, we are going to start canceling regular season games and bags. Those are games that baseball has said we will not make an effort to make up. We're not going to extend the season. We're not going to create double headers. We're not going to make teams play on what were scheduled off days. So, this would simply be games that are lost. That's revenue at the gate for teams. It is also salary that is taken away from players. That's the biggest threat here so far is that we are dangerously close to losing regular season games. Right. So I look at this two ways. Obviously, it's frustrating. Immediately as a fan, you think, wait a minute now. We were talking about these issues not being all that big of a deal and that this, of all the potential issues that could interfere with with labor agreements and whatnot. This didn't seem like this was going to be a big holdup. And now I think people are saying, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe the sides are too dug in and now we've got a problem. On the other hand, this is the only deadline that really mattered, right? And we knew, we knew that we had a feeling that spring training would probably get interrupted. Yeah. And we knew that this probably wasn't going to get done like most things until there was a hard deadline. And now that we have that, 
I wonder if we should be worried because nobody wants to lose regular season games. And maybe these issues aren't as bad as some others that the two sides could be far apart on. So with this hard deadline now in place, we know what we need to do in order to keep regular season games. Don't they meet this deadline? No, I don't think they do. And I have, really? I said from the start, go back to November or whenever we really first started talking about this, uh, that, uh, listen, don't worry about it. They, Yes, I'm with you. Spring training, probably a little bit of an interruption, but they will play all regular season games. Opening day will be here on time. And now I'm completely on there. There are way too many issues here to try to fix. You're talking about when you look at initially we said, okay, service time and arbitration, they'll figure it out. Uh, minimum salaries, they'll figure it out. But now when you look at the numbers, the gap, players union wants 80% of players after two years to be eligible for arbitration. The number is currently 22 and major league baseball is saying that they don't even have the support to go above 22. So it's not even like we'll meet you halfway. Baseball saying it's 22 and that's the best we can do at this point. And then minimum salary wise, I mean, there's a huge gap there too. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars for every player. It, it would add up certainly in, an, in a team owner's mind. So I'm not anywhere near as confident as I was. In fact, if you said to me, how much time does is lost of this regular season? I would say a considerable amount. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So then you would say we're not missing the entire season, right? A deal gets done at some point. Yes, because ultimately the players union in any sport always blinks. So if a deal is going to get done at some point, why not sooner rather than later? You, you, you can envision a deal getting done then that means the two sides can come together. Because every side in any negotiation, right, it, even if I just had a contract negotiation at News Channel 13, I would convince myself that ultimately I'm going to get what I want because I believe I deserve it. You did. Man you management, it. Yeah. <laughs> management would say, this is our number. This is the These are the terms. That's all you're going to get. And both sides would feel like they are in the right. Why should I give any more than I already have? And that is where we are now with the Players Union and baseball. And so they both believe, Bags, that they are going to ultimately win. One will blink before the other. So why bail out the other side at this point and make sure that it's done by the 28th? I just don't see it happen. Well, because I think the bigger picture, what hurts both sides is missing regular season games. And baseball already has a big problem that yeah. we've talked about on the field. The, the product is baseball's biggest issue right now. And as far as I'm concerned, as a big fan of, of the sport, like you and I are, I think we already look at it as like, you know, you have me because we're baseball fans and that's not going to change. But we're already fed up enough with a lot of things surrounding this sport more than others. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have a lot of house money here to be playing with to really anger fans. And again, you and I are going to be there, but those fringe fans who might feel the same way, who might tune in, you know, I think of our, our former executive producer, Jeff, he was a big Yankees fan forever. And now he's not even really a baseball guy. And I think there are a couple of reasons in it going to that, but I, I think that, and that's just one example, but I think a lot of people who do have a problem with the on the field product, a lot of old time fans of the game or already like, eh. and, and this, if you don't start on time enough, 
right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's ba- if you don't start games on time, that's a problem. Now, ultimately, look, if they play 140 games, is it really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of of the regular season? Are we going to look back after it and say, "Boy, is the is the champion a legitimate champion because they only played 140?" No, of course not. But if it gets down, I mean, you talk like half a season, you've got a huge problem. But again, I think just the mentality of fans is it's got to start on time. Sam's up and watching. Morning, Sam. Hey, Jay. How are you, brother? Nick, still on the we got robbed train (laughs) for the Bengals. Yeah, okay. I I see. You know, what's funny is you you say, hey, if they play 140, are people going to devalue a, a championship? When the Braves were going for their most recent title, it came back around that you know they they won it in '95, but that was a that was a, a strike shortened season of 154 games. Like, give me a break! Are you kidding me? You're Look. talking about eight games over the course of of four months. Stop it! So they too I'm not many things anyway. That's something they should be fighting about. Well, I get that, but I'm I'm not saying that people will make a huge deal of it, but it will be discussed. Um, not to the degree that you and I are like, eh, the NBA championship in the bubble. How much do we really believe yeah. that the team that won it was going to win it if there was travel and and you Man. know road games involved? I don't know. Um, but but you know that the pessimists out there will say, well, they didn't play a full regular season. It, it's not. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Well, and and again, it for me, it's just about you. You have to start the season on time because these issues are not things either that the fans are really so invested in. If they were fighting over things that we're really going to see on the field, like how many games you play in a season, uh, it, are we going to have the three three inning rule? Are we going to have doubleheader seven innings? I know a lot of that stuff iron, ironed itself out or will iron itself out, but it's like these issues that we had a problem with on the field and continue to fight over making the games not three and a half hours. Like, fight over stuff that the fans care about. Otherwise, they're not going to care about the fight. And if they don't care about the fight, and then you don't start on time over issues that fans are going to gloss over, now it's just like baseball's at it again, and and, and I'm frustrated. Two things will absolutely be part of the new CBA, and that is the universal DH, right? The National League is going to have the DH. Yep. Um, And um, I don't think they're going to talk electronic strike zone yet although it it is reaching the highest levels of minor league baseball um so you got the universal dh and expanded playoffs i think both will 100 be in the new cba um it, it's it's literally now service time slash arbitration and minimum salaries and and the players are are dug in on on those two things and and baseball is not coming close enough to to meeting them forget it halfway do you care more about this lockout and what will I believe a delayed season because the Mets are kind of going all in here and you feel like you've got a window to, to do something. I mean, I guess maybe a little, but I want, you know how baseball fans are opening day is, is a new, it's, it's a new beginning for everybody and, and everybody's zero and zero. And you think your team, you find a way to convince yourself eh, we could make the playoffs if this or that. So like, yes and no, of course, I'm more amped, I think for this season as a Mets fan than an average season, because they appear to be really going forward. And of course, added Max Scherzer and, you know, I want to see him in a healthy DeGrom 
back to back, however many times during the season, right? That'd be fun. So yes, I'm looking more forward to it, but I don't think it really changes how I feel about my frustrations with this and, and my wanting to get this done and not miss okay. any regular season games. Okay. And without the Braves having signed Freddie Freeman yet, and and everything I read this morning as I went down a rabbit hole about baseball stuff, a lot of front office people who spoke with Buster Olney are saying they don't think he go. I don't. They don't think he stays in Atlanta. They Where think he's go? going Yankees. The, the the Dodgers are a big one. He's from mm. California, mm. Um, but, sure. but the Yankees certainly would be. And and, and what I read was that. Front office executives think that the Braves move on before Freddie does, that they pivot to a trade for somebody like Matt Olson of the A's instead of continuing talks with Freddie. Like they made it sound like Atlanta's going to decide, hey, this narrative isn't good for us. We are moving on. We've offered you five years, 135 million. If you don't want it, you know, we're, we're moving on. It's that, that to me is you couldn't be more short sighted. Uh, Jeff is watching as well. What's up, Jeff? How are you, man? And uh, and Jay, yeah, asked. Freddie and pinstripes. Yeah, they very well happen. So that's where we are with Major League Baseball. And uh, usually, no news is good news. Not not in this case. The the no news is that the talks have just absolutely gone nowhere um, so far. With only a few days to go here. If you're watching us on Saturday on my four, you got a couple of days to, to try to get it done. By February 28th, or baseball says it is going to start canceling regular season games. Opening day is supposed to be March 31st. It's a Friday. How beautiful is that? I mean, just perfect. Take the Friday off from work. Yeah. Watch some daytime baseball. Mm -hmm. That's what we want, and I don't know that we are going to get it. Do you think we'll be criticized today? Remember last week we were criticized for talking about sports on this show with all of the global politics happening and a pending invasion of Ukraine. Do you think now yeah. that the invasion is underway, we'll get criticized for completely ignoring it on the show? I hope so. Well, we didn't ignore it. You, you have now well, mentioned it. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But I, yes, I, I have been looking for the first, yeah. Hey, you idiots through the war in Europe comment. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't gotten that yet. No, I know. It, Okay. It's sure to come. This is social media. Somebody <laughs> will absolutely do that. All right. When we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, Dottie Pepper is uh, has a little bit of a break because college football takes over CBS airwaves for the next five weeks or so. So she is back home in the Capital Region, and she'll be at the Empire Golf and Travel Expo. We have an opportunity to send you for free. That is courtesy of Dottie and her Facebook page today. Uh, and all weekend long. So stay tuned. Dottie Pepper next here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Season is here. Get free golf at the Empire Golf Expo, February 26th and 27th at the Albany Capital Center. Over 23 rounds of golf with every ticket, discounted apparel and equipment. Meet CBS Sports announcer Dottie Pepper. Resale tickets at EmpireGolfExpo.com. Happiness is found in simple things the sun on your face, sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. 
Brought to you by Alpenhaus. The Empire Golf and Travel Expo is coming to town this weekend. Dottie Pepper will be there, but first, she stops by to visit with us here in studio. Dottie, it's so great to see you always. It's nice to just be back home. Yes. And hanging with you. In person. Yeah. No mask. It is beautiful exactly. for sure. All right. So you're going to be part of a Q&A at the Golf Expo. And you'll be talking about your book, Letters to a Future Champion, which has great critical acclaim. It's been up for a number of awards. Uh, I know you're on multiple printings of this book already. The success continues to go on. How amazed are you at, at how well it's done and how relevant it still is? Uh, first, I didn't think there would be a second printing, and we're running toward the end of that. Okay. Um, and the audiobook has been yeah, just yeah. released for distribution, so it'll be up on Audible and all the usual platforms. I didn't think that would happen either, <laughs> but here we, here we are. Uh, I think the coolest thing is that people are continuing to give me feedback about how they've reached out to their mentors as a result of reading the book or... Um, have taken a, a little bit of Mr. Pulver's lessons that yeah. he taught me, whether it was the mental game or the physical game, and they're going back and rereading because they've got, now what was that? <laughs> so that that's the really cool part about it. And obviously people will ask you about golf as well with what's happening on the PGA Tour, but how, how much fun is it for you to really discuss the ins and the outs of the book itself when you get in front of a crowd? Very, very much so. Uh, because they, for whatever reason, they feel comfortable sharing their, their golf struggles, yeah, their golf yeah. successes, uh, all of it. I mean, you've, you've been there when we've done things at libraries. And right. people feel um, a freedom to talk about the game, whether it's difficulty or if it's things that they've, that they've really aced. So um, I guess that, that was a silver lining, a sidebar to the success of it. So on one of your off weekends, you'll be at the Golf and Travel Expo. They, are rare. they are rare for you, I know. And we're going to give people at home a chance to win a free pass to this mm -hmm. Golf Expo and to possibly even take part in the Q&A uh, with Dottie. It's Saturday, February 26th, Sunday, February 27th at the mm -hmm. Albany Capital Center. The information at the bottom of your screen there, EmpireGolfExpo.com, the easiest way to get tickets. And Dottie will be speaking at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Um, let's talk about the tour here quickly because we're not all that far off from the Masters, which everybody wants right. to talk about. It is where you really blazed a trail as a female broadcaster. When you think about this time around at Augusta, what are you really honing in on? I'll be on the ground again, which is great for the nice. third straight time, starting in the November 2020 Masters. And uh, I guess they didn't mess it up too badly. They <laughs> let me do it last April. And I think it's going to happen again. Uh, man, I, I'm, I, th I think everybody's anxious to see if, if Tiger teased us enough yeah. over the last weekend to show up, at least maybe even play the par three. Who knows? Maybe even the tournament itself. He kept a lot of that pretty close to the vest, saying <laughs> a lot of work to do. But there is five and a half weeks before right. that happens. I would love to see this resurgence, uh, you know, this sort of redemption tour. There's so many players that have, uh, like, like Tom Hoagie even, you know, first-time winner, but he'd waited 11 years yeah. since he won anywhere. So I think the redemption story of 2021 is continuing on. Everybody loves to see Augusta as itself, and I think the lead story coming about the golf course itself is there have been some changes. Golf course has been lengthened. Uh, there's, there's a new tee angle at 11. Some trees apparently have have gone by the wayside, okay. so I think you'll see some more heroics, uh, and I, I, I'm excited to see what they've changed. A longer golf course longer. at Augusta. 
Yeah. Boy, okay, good to know. Yep. Um, when we come back, we are going to give you an opportunity to win free passes to the Empire Golf Expo uh, and Travel Expo as well. We're going to play name that golfer. I will give a bad impersonation of an iconic golf moment, and we'll see if Dottie can guess correctly. Go follow Dottie on Facebook now, and when we come back later on in the show, uh, we will play Name That Golfer, and you'll have an opportunity to win free passes courtesy of Dottie on her Facebook page. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreyer has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Bags, always good to talk with Dottie, and we will just in a little bit here on the show uh, bring Dottie back and uh, and tell you about how you can go to the Empire Golf and Travel Expo for free this weekend where Dottie's doing a Q&A on her book, Letters uh, to a Future Champion. That is awesome. I'm looking forward to you imitating some classic golf swings, classic golf moments. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, about exciting. It'll be interesting. That's for sure. Um, all right. Do we have a problem with how the NBA has ranked its top 75 players? Uh, there are current guys on the list. When they did the top 50, there had to have been current guys on the list, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So now it, it feels weird, right, to put out a list of the top players of all time. And some of them are, are currently active. At least it's weird to me. They don't go into the Hall of Fame while they're active players. Um, and there are a few that are in the top 50 that I thought were interesting. I'll just rattle them off here. Harden is right at either 50 or 51. Um, Westbrook is at 46, I think. And I think Anthony Davis is at 47. Now, my brain doesn't tell me those three guys are top 50 all-time NBA players. They're incredibly skilled, but you know me, I put a real premium on winning and being a championship player. And I don't see it with these guys. None of them, as a matter of fact. I know Davis has a ring, but I don't put him in a category of being a real winner in this league. So while they're fun to watch, while they're incredibly skilled and talented, that isn't enough for me to say, if I only have 50 over the course of 75 years, that, that I'm putting those three in the top 50. Hmm. Okay. So do you have any problem with the 75 total? Anybody who should have been on the 75 who you think wasn't? I saw you know, a couple articles that mentioned Dwight Howard because of his resume. Shouldn't you be a top 75 guy? Clay Thompson, uh, another one on there. Yeah, you're not, you're not in love with those. So here's what I thought when I saw the list in general. Um, it's really hard to 
consider guys who you didn't watch play. Yes, of course. You know, you know the names, and there are obvious ones, right? You've seen enough of a guy like Kareem or you know Bill Russell, even Will Chamberlain. You've seen enough of those guys, enough of the highlights. You can look at the resume. There, are, there are obvious ones, but there are guys who it's like, you know. But like, do I know that Bob Pettit is the thirty-fifth best player in league history? No. Right, and the problem, no. with the, the other problem with this is too is. It's it's comparing errors, which we're always going to do. Like I'm sure if you plucked Clay Thompson out of right now and threw him back in a different era, he would be he would be considered a, like higher than a guy like a Bill Sharman type of player or Dolph Shays or these guys. Same thing with Dwight Howard. Like if you well, maybe even a Reggie Miller too, Clay. Maybe maybe if you if you took Will Chamberlain out, he never existed, and you put Dwight Howard in. Maybe not the same exact success as Will Chamberlain, but if he's a, he's a foot taller than most of his competition, yeah. he's going to have some success. He's going to. And it'll be success that we view as like all-time success because of it'll be all-time dominance. And Will Chamberlain put up insane numbers, insane scoring and rebounding numbers that are just like Babe Ruth, where it's second place is not even close, right? But you have to consider you have to consider the era. And I think if you plucked Wilt out and put him in today's game, or you made him deal with the bigs of the 90s and he had to go against Ewing and Shaq, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. So that's always the hardest part for me. There are certain names who just automatically have to be on there, like your Wilt and your Bill Russell, your Jordans, your Kobe's, whatever. Um, but the guys, and I feel like with the 75th team, they felt like there were guys who were on the 50th who, no matter what, have got to be on the 75th. Right. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. We know in 25 years we're going to have a, a hundred list, and it's like if if you make the hundred list, is anybody going to care if you were on the 75 or the 50? I don't know. Well, and that that's the point there too. Is is in 25 years when you do a hundred, are, are you really just doing 25 more? Than you previously, right. had, you know, or right. are we going to reorder this thing? Um, I, I don't care. I know I made a beef about Harden, Westbrook, and AD being top fifty. I don't care so much about where these guys are placed um, as much as I would care about who is in and who is not. It like to me, if you're part of the seventy-five, I don't really care where you are slated, except the very top, right? If if you know, so Jordan won. Uh, if that were to change at the hundredth anniversary of the league, now I'm interested. Like who who all of a sudden supplanted Michael Jordan as the best player of all time? It could only be LeBron, and because he's played another five or six years and he's won another three or four titles. That's the only way Jordan loses that spot. And I think then you've had you would have another 20 years on top of that for the narrative to sort of change, right? Or for the thinking about these two guys as you go now decades ahead where you have more and more people who didn't see Jordan play at all, who did see some of LeBron, right? You wonder then, does that shift the overall narrative nationally or globally Mm -hmm. to change enough minds of the people who decide these things to then change the overall number one or even top 10 rankings significantly makes you wonder. Uh, Bags, Jeff wants to know, when are we going up to a Thunder game? When are we getting to Glens Falls to go to a Thunder game? 
Let's do it. I mean, do they, can they get us on the ice to uh, to do something? By the way, do you hear that chirping? I've got a battery. I know. It just started. Oh, you've got the – I had that. It, it is, I remember. It is there, there are few things as bad as the smoke detector that just won't shut up or recognize that you have put a new battery into this thing. Like beep, then beep in 10 minutes. I don't need to hear it in 30 seconds or whatever this is. This is ridiculous. I know. I let me give me time to get to it. Cause there it goes again. Cause I'm either not home, so you can beep your head off and it's not gonna matter. Or yes, I've heard it and I'm gonna get to it. And if I didn't hear it, guess what? I'll take my chances on the fire in the next 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes, please. Jeff says he'll get you out on the ice. I was thinking we do a show from the lobby or something like that pregame before a Thunder game, maybe. But you want to be on the ice. Can we do a show from the ice? Can we? I don't know. I have to check the Wi-Fi. Really. <laughs> Live TV is great, isn't it, man? This is good. Only on my four do you get this kind of special treatment. Smoke detectors beeping. Live sneezes. I, you know, it's my four original. It says it at the top. And I think we're proving it right here. I, I have not yet sneezed or yawned live on the air yet in, in all not. my time, but no. And you and never yeah. yawn on the 5 a.m. show. God bless you. On the air? No. Yeah. On camera? No. Wow. No. Come on. Wow. Now there it goes. All right. Hey. Uh, let's do a little Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. Here you go. Here is your Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute. All right, Chris, I'm going to try to keep this one to a minute. This week, a major win for U.S. women's soccer, a lawsuit that was settled with the U.S. Soccer Federation or whatever it's called, uh, basically an admission for U.S. soccer saying these women have been unfairly compensated for a long time and they were owed money and given some money as a part of this settlement, about $24 million worth of money. But the bigger part, maybe even than that, is that now they will be paid at an equal level of the men as part of an agreement here moving forward. So women, women's sports don't always deserve to be paid equally. WNBA athletes should not be paid the same as NBA athletes because they don't generate the revenue. The TV deals are not going to be there. The jersey sales are not going to be there. They're not going to put butts in seats like the NBA players are. This is a different story. These women deserve this. They have been better than the men on the national stage, winning World Cups. And this is this is not a professional league here. This is about representing our nation. And these women do a wonderful job with it. And they should, USA soccer, period, should pay the same to its men and women athletes. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And and a lot of the salaries, and I've talked to prominent women in the sports world who would agree with you that not all females should be paid the same as men when you look at TV ratings and and ticket sales and all those types of things but when when I see the overall success of the US women's national team compared to the men you're going to tell me the men get paid more what are you kidding but, me but, no but I will make the point that that success doesn't even matter because this is U.S. soccer. They should be okay. paid the same. Now, so, yes, they've earned it with their on-the-field play, but they shouldn't have to earn it because it's U.S. soccer. They should be paid the same. Okay. I mean, look, not all U.S. Olympians are treated the same. Uh, no. I, I, Sean White was in a heck of a lot better suite than I'm sure most other Olympic athletes right. that went to Beijing. And But I'm with you. If it's going to be a, a united country effort, 
then yeah, all things really should be equal. Yeah, and if they're going to get paid for their services, I think if they're going to get paid for the Olympics, that money should should have to be equal. Now, who's going to get in what suite and where, whatever, you're always going to have those kind of politics. But yeah. if you're writing a check, the check should be the same for Olympians, if that was the case, which obviously it isn't, or certainly any U.S. national, even basketball, soccer, it should all be the same. But it's again, it's a different story if you're talking professional sports like the WNBA versus NBA. Right. Like, that's just not realistic and... It's an unfair expectation if anybody was going to say, well, we should get, I should be paid the same as, you know, LeBron James because I'm the best player in the WNBA. Well, no, too bad. That's obviously or even not just bad. prize money at, at LPGA events and, and yeah. PGA events. Right. Sam wants to know is it that hard to change a battery in a smoke detector? Well, during a commercial break, I'll get to it, Sam. What do you want me to Ooh. do? It started chirping. It started chirping. Do you think you can get it done in a commercial break? I can unplug it. Yeah, I'm not going to change it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going on the clock here. My Louisiana Fast Minute. Have you seen the news that Troy Aikman is leaving Fox? Yes, we all kind of knew that was going to happen. But ESPN is courting him to Monday Night Football. Now, who they're going to team him up with in terms of play-by-play, don't know yet. There are rumors out there that ESPN might even try to poach Joe Buck from Fox. But the report I read this morning in – the New York Post, Andrew Marchand had this, is that Aikman is in line to get paid more than that guy next to him, Tony Romo, $17.5 million or so. It is crazy to me the amount of money that analysts are being paid. Uh, good for them. I'm not saying they they should, but I, it, it stuns me that we're putting such a value on the people in the booth. You and I are huge sports fans. The voices we attach to great sports moments, Buck and Aikman certainly had those with Super Bowls. But man, does Troy Aikman do enough for you to say, now I'm absolutely watching Monday Night Football? I don't know that it's enough of a draw for me. Well, he's better than what they have now. You know, like Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy. Mm. They don't do it for me. Aikman... Aikman, I, I have my problems with Aikman and Buck at times, like I think all, all sports fans, all football fans do. I've actually come around on on Joe Buck because, you know, he was – I used to really like him. Then I didn't for a while. I felt like he kind of – felt like the way he broadcast the game seemed to me like he was bigger than the sport, like I'm Joe Buck doing the game. And I don't feel that way anymore. It's kind of come down for me where I'm, I've turned back around and I do enjoy – he might be – near the top for me with football. He might be my the guy yeah. I would pick. I mean, I, I really like the Michaels-Collinsworth team, but maybe separate from that, Joe Buck would be next in line for me. But I think Aikman does a good job. Um, I don't like the current guys. Sam makes a point. Nobody watches the game because of commentators. That's yeah, not, I, I mean, I, I wanna, people I wanna are going to watch football anyway. We do know that, right? You're going to watch Monday night no matter who's doing it. Yes, but you will enjoy a game – based on who the broadcasters are or sure. maybe are not. I mean, look, Tony Romo has brought people to the NFL. I mean, they, they enjoy, when when you hear it's a, Romo's on the broadcast, a lot of people are drawn to watch that game. Maybe they watch more of the game than they would. Maybe they're always going to watch some of it, but maybe they watch more of it. Um, you know how I feel about Romo. I'm not a big fan. The broadcasters have something to do with viewership and the audience. They have to. If you hated somebody so much, you you, you may not watch it. When it was Madden and Summerall, and we're going to go 
back to those days, but when it was Madden and Summer Man, you knew this was a big game. Maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like you know it's a big game based on the voices attached to the broadcast. My problem is because I like Buck and Aikman. Give me the Fox game of the week more often than the Monday night game. They just seem to be better, better games, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want them on a bigger game, how many Monday night games do are we just like, man, this is a dud? Yeah. ESPN is expanding its NFL footprint, though. They're going to go from like the the 16 or 17 they had up into the 20s. They're going to get more games. Um, So that's part of the move here, too. And I think why they're even looking at maybe trying to get somebody like Joe Buck, because they because they really might need two crews. So you might still I guess you might still have Levy, Greasy and Riddick and then have Aikman with somebody else. I, I don't put him with Catalan. Yeah, there you go. Catalan, you like Catalan on the fight call, Juwan Howard? I want to touch on that at all? I texted Catalan. I said, yeah. uh, I said, hey, what was the? You think Juwan Howard was more upset with the Wisconsin timeout or Chris Weber's? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was quite the reaction. I bet he didn't punch Chris Weber. No, I bet he didn't. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That. You just can't do this. It's pretty funny. I mean, look, it, it, in. Yes, you're right. It's it's juvenile. It's ridiculous. But we overreact to these things now. Like this is, if this was 1987, yeah, okay. nobody would even notice. You know, and I, it's different too in the college game than in the pro. I mean, certainly in the pros, those guys were getting in. Like Larry Bird would be in a brawl, uh, you know, every third game, and nobody cared. You know, it's but like, there would be fights in the big east even yeah in college. Sure. i mean it was yeah. yeah so i think we overreact to you know or maybe we didn't react enough back then i'm not sure but <laughs> it still feels like an overreaction for me now to and i think i think the suspension was fair though yeah end of the regular I, season just the regular season whatever but if they were like you're done for the entire year you're done i don't know but that would have been too much for me so i i yeah. think it's it's fine but it was uh you don't see that as often now as you have in the past. So when you do see it, it's it gets your attention for sure. Yeah, it's in a way, it's almost refreshing. You're almost yeah. like, okay, these guys really care. They get ticked right. off, and it's it's. And I'll tell you right now, people are saying like how bad it was, but if you are if you're a player on on his team, aren't you like okay, coach? Yeah, I think so. Um, but it also makes it difficult for Jawan Howard to be disciplinary in in a way that says, "Hey, you guys can't fight the other team." You got, you know, it's well, sure. When when you aren't at a certain standard, it's hard to be critical of of those who then dip down to yours. Yeah. All right. When we come back here on Honor Auto and Bagnardi, uh, Dottie Pepper back with us. My bad impressions of iconic golf moments. And Dottie giving you a chance to go to the Empire Golf and Travel Expo at the Albany Capital Center this weekend for free. Go follow her on Facebook now. It's where you'll get all the information. And depending upon how many she guesses correctly is how many passes we will give away. Go and ahead. bigger tease, will, will the smoke detector be beeping after this segment? It better not be. There's plenty of time now. You've got five minutes. Get moving. <laughs> Hang on. Dottie Pepper's next. You now that your Philips CPAP was recalled, Dr. Frederick Dreyer has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. 
At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Jenner, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, we're back with Dottie Pepper in studio, golf broadcaster, two-time major champion, and of course a native here to the Capital Region. And she will be appearing at the Empire Golf and Travel Expo this weekend, Saturday at 11 a.m. to be specific for a little Q&A on her book, Letters to a Future Champion. Now, if you want to go for free, We've got your opportunity right. here. Dottie will hook you up via her Facebook page. But first, you have to guess, name that golfer. A bad impression by me. And then we will show you the actual golfer. Ready to go? Fire. These are easy <laughs> enough, I think. Okay. Although I, I need to deliver on, on my end. Okay, so I only have a putter. I'm only going to take one full swing once. Okay. Uh, so all these will be putts and celebrations. Got it. For the most part, okay. So I line up for the putt here. Take the putt. I'm gonna make the putt. Oh, Chi Chi Rodriguez, come on. Chi Chi Rodriguez. Here he is. Here he goes. Yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the actual Chi Chi and his sword fight. World Golf Hall of Fame member. I mean, there was nothing better no. for a celebration. Probably the ultimate golf entertainer. Did. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. there's no question. Okay. That's one free pass. Here's the second one. This is maybe not as obvious. That was Tiger. Tiger Woods. Here yeah. it is in 2000. 2000. At the PJ Championship. The walk and the point. At Valhalla. Now, I know we, uh, he had the right hand. I uh, the left hand. That could have thrown you. No. All right, this is tough, but I'm going to give you the so that's year. That's two passes. That's two passes. Okay. I'm going to give you the year now, which I think will make it easier. 1984. All right, where was I in 1984? 1984, you were definitely watching this guy because I know your affinity for him. So the putt, he doesn't throw the hat this time. Instead, he's doing this, and he's fired up with the fist everywhere to the crowd. It was a huge win at the British and Open. And he was dressed all in navy, and it was Seve Ballesteros. He was all in navy. That's <laughs> three. And here is Seve. My, this was not this my was best This was one effort. of the best, but he was the best. That's there my it guy. Is that, yeah, I know. I know. You loved him. Okay. Now, the, the one full swing, and that's three passes. Here's the one full swing. With a putter, it's a little difficult. I'm going to try not to put a hole in the wall behind <laughs> me. Here we go. Don't, don't, think, don't think golf. Oh, Charles Barkley. It is Charles oh. Barkley. <laughs> I was going to say Kevin Nall when he had it, when he couldn't oh, get it back, too. Oh, yeah. So here's yes, Barkley. Very well done. That uh, famous hitch in his swing. I mean, he's one of the best NBA players of all time. And this proves you can be a great athlete and be a bad golfer. It just proves that golf is hard. Yes. Because if you threw him the basketball, he would just shoot. Right. There's the process time. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a killer. Too much thinking. Ball sits still. 
I still can't hit it straight, no matter what. Dottie, this was a lot of fun. That was cool. Four free passes. Go follow Dottie on Facebook. The information is there to be eligible to get one of those free passes to the Empire Golf and Travel Expo this weekend at the Albany Capital Center, where Dottie will be doing a Q&A on letters to a future champion. And the so Oscar to goes to Chris. Yeah, that's right. How about that? Absolutely. Well done. Thanks to our people in the back for helping to put that together as well. Thanks, Dottie. Thanks. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. If you're overweight, if you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreyer at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, that was a lot of fun with Dottie. Our thanks to her for making it possible to give away some free passes. What's your problem, Bags? Because this is my problem. This is my problem. Um, and I just heard it before we came out of the break. It's neither yeah. of these. Oh, no. How many are in the house? Well, five, I don't know, five or six. Four it was five. so bad for us when it happened, and we were doing an interview with, um, I think <laughs> it was with Justin Leonard. It was with Justin Leonard, I think. Um, and it was, it was so bad that after the interview, I, I identified which, which one it was. You threw it. And... I changed the battery. I reset it. We turned off the breaker in the basement to reset. We did everything possible and ultimately had to send that smoke detector. Just heard it. Would you stop? That's the one. Send the smoke detector back to the manufacturer because it was corrupt in some way that even changing the battery and hard restarting and all that stuff wasn't, wasn't good enough. So So we have the ones that are connected to. So that's yeah. the problem. Yep. So that now it's like if one is out, all of them are going to tell you, but that it's stupid. But there's only one that's out. Yeah. There's only one that's out. So yeah. a nightmare. That got to be a better way. 2022, we don't have a better way to figure this stuff out. <laughs> I should have an app that says smoke detector four needs the battery fixed. Done. Invent that. It's easy. It might exist. They did smart light bulbs at this point. So smart locks, smart light bulbs, smart smoke detectors, maybe. Hey, did you see Aaron Rodgers' uh, latest Instagram post? This is a picture of Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams, and it's Uh the Chiefs game where Rodgers normally would stand between those two guys. I want to start this over and let people see it again. Rodgers would normally stand between these two guys. Yeah. He posted this on Instagram, a goodbye and a thank you of sorts to many people in his life. One is ex-fiance Shailene Woodley, uh, but also to those guys in particular, his teammates, and everybody got to talking based on this post, a lengthy one that Rodgers put up on Instagram earlier in the week, thanking everybody, goodbyes, 
and saying, well, this is it. He's obviously leaving Green Bay. He's made up his mind. He knows what he wants to do, and that is to leave the Packers. Rodgers, then a Pat McAfee show, said, don't read anything into it. I was just feeling kind of nostalgic and thankful and decided to create this post. It does include his former fiance, so it wasn't all football-related. But I don't think I'm buying it. You don't do this and expect there to be no discussion about, well, he's decided his future here, right? You, When you are in his position, I, my guess is you your moves are very calculated. You're careful about what you do and do not post on social media. I just think this is Rogers putting some pressure on the organization, maybe, ultimately. Of course. he's He plays games. This is what he does. I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers. I'm so sick of Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee. I'm so sick of all of it. This is what he wants. He wants people all across the country from ESPN right down to O&B on my four original. He, he wants people talking about it. That's what he wants. And, huh? and we and everybody else gives it to him by talking about this. Yes, it's a move. It's a calculated move by him. It'd be one thing if it was just his fiance, whatever, but his ex-fiance. But he knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows what the reaction will be, and that's why he does it. He craves this kind of reaction. He's not there's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about this. I'm not a doctor, but he has some sort of narcissist complex or something where he just feeds off of this stuff. It goes back to the, all of this, the same stuff with the, the vaccine and everything. It's just everything is about him. He needs this attention. He craves it. And of course, he, he's going to get it when he makes a post like this. So he's doing this to get adoration of fans, people who will say, oh, Aaron, don't leave Green Bay. We love you so much. Or, hey, you're leaving the Packers. Come to our team in Denver. Or Is that the play? Or is, I don't know or the does, play. Or does he think know. he's putting pressure on the Packers organization now to speed up the process to find a trade partner? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not inside his head because – it's a place I think nobody wants to be right now. Um, if I had to guess, yeah, I'd say it's more about putting pressure on the organization. You know, he doesn't – I say he's a guy who who appears to me to to crave attention. I don't know that he he's craving praise all the time in all of what he does and, or or some kind of, you know, adoration. But this, this to me is about <laughs> – the beautiful mystery, yeah. This to me is about him – Again, being about him, making everything about him, knowing that it's going to get a narrative going about him. It's like he needs to be in the news. He needs to be talked about, whether it's good or bad. But ultimately, yes, these moves that he makes are calculated. And I think it is about putting pressure on the organization. But again, that's a guess because who can predict this guy? Nobody can. Those are his words, beautiful mystery, which he he described as his future uh, being a beautiful mystery. That was... um, you want this guy still? Or you want Jordan year. Love? You want to move on, to Jordan Love? Are you no. ready? No. And it's harder for me to say that now. And I, look, fans of teams who don't have a good quarterback, and and there are a lot of them, more than half of the league, yeah. right, would say we don't love our quarterback, um, or we would rather have Aaron Rodgers than our quarterback. So if there are thirty-two of those teams, how many teams in the league? Fans of teams in the league, how many would say we would rather have Rodgers than our current guy out of the 32? How many? 29 or 30. Mm, that's a little high. 28. But 
Yeah, but 20. I mean, for, for one season, yeah, yes, then everything would be that high. For the whole, you know, if you're looking at the future of your franchise and everything, it'd be, it'd be fewer than that because of his age. But Chiefs fans wouldn't take him over Mahomes. No. Bills fans wouldn't take him over Allen. Bengals fans wouldn't take him over Burrow. Um, the Rams fan base couldn't now say we'll take him over Stafford. Um, there are there are going to be some obvious ones out there now that I'm that I, I don't know if a Chargers fan is going to say we'll take him over Herbert. Herbert, yeah. Cowboys fans, would you take him over Dak? I I would. You know my thoughts on on Dak. But I'm at five now. I was going to say 25 of the 32 would say give us Rodgers over our current guy. That I think is a fair number. Yeah, you can find seven or eight teams in the league where they would say no, we're we're good with who we have. But here here I'm getting around to my answer now. Is you've had him. You've had yes, it. and and I'm I'm gonna say what I've continued to say is I would never be the GM who traded Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I if I'm a if I'm in the Patriots front office and even ownership, the fact that they let Tom Brady get away is a disaster on their part. And I and they're gonna say, well, we couldn't keep him. It was his decision. I, you make it impossible for him to leave. You what make if, the situation so good that he does not want to. He cannot leave. What and that's what I would do if I'm sitting Green. there. You've got a guy sitting there, though, who could be Herberg or Burrow. And you Maybe. don't know. And you don't, you know, don't and know. You're not going to know if you keep throwing him out there. Yes, because he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game. He's the MVP. Yes, two-time two, two defending MVP. He's won four overall. There's, you know, I get it. Mahomes, and there are maybe, like, sexier, younger, up-and-coming guys Um but this is the best quarterback in the sport right now. What's difficult for me to say that and stand by it as firmly as I want to and to give you an answer, yes, bring Aaron Rodgers back at all costs, is he hasn't won it in a really long time. That's what makes this so difficult here now for me to say, bring Rodgers back even at his older age for a quarterback, uh, for a, an athlete of any kind for that matter there, so, the results yes. the results aren't good enough no. right now so what is the window then this nonsense aside and what, let's say he's going to be there um what is the window to win with him you think four years that's pretty long that's a pretty big window yeah, so, then you should, so then you would trade jordan love yes yes do you you want to be the gm who does that see that's the problem Right. Why? Because it looks because it looks bad to have traded up in the first round to get a guy, and then he never sees the field, and you've traded him, and then you trade him, and, and he does go on to become the next Burrow, and now you've just set your franchise back by you know five to ten years because you gave away the future to stick with the present with a guy who, by your own admission, hasn't won in a while. He hasn't won enough, that's for sure, and, it, and it's been a while. It's been 10, 11 years. Has not won enough. Hasn't I mean, won. He hasn't won at all. He's won a lot. He's won that's a all lot that matters. I know. All that matters. Yeah, I get it. It was hard to do. It's hard to do. I get it. I'm a Dan Marino win. Squadoosh. Yeah. Hey, Manning was the, the best quarterback we saw for the longest time. And really, he only got one while he was that guy. Yeah. Yep. Right? Like, it's yep. really hard to do. Yes, I, I understand all of that. But if you want to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks ever one is not enough we're not going to talk about drew Brees as being one of the greatest quarterbacks ever Ooh, he's got one not? not in not in the class i don't think in the class of 
a top five guy all time. And Aaron Rodgers' skill set and his accuracy and the arm strength and the way he has revolutionized that position. And let's be very clear. He has revolutionized that position. Sure. If he doesn't get more than one, I don't know that people are going to say he's a top five guy. What about Favre? Only one. Yeah. And I don't think people would say he's a top five guy. Favre has more strikes against him, though, because he turned the ball over like crazy. He was, um, you know, through so many interceptions. Um, And so that. Again, now we're going to go cross eras, though, because, like, you mean to tell me if Drew Brees isn't isn't given the same opportunity, right? If he's Joe Montana, not doing the same thing. Like to me, he's up there. I mean, look at his number. His numbers yeah. are insane. Oh, they're they're crazy. Touchdowns, yeah. the completions, the yards. Yards. Yes. Okay. Maybe we but should I, do that. A top five quarterback on the show. Yeah. Okay. We can do. We can do next week. Maybe I think we have some actual insight though from somebody who is more qualified to talk about that. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. So put that, write that down. Yep. Tell Honorado to get a, a guest that can speak intelligently about the history of the quarterback position and uh, and who who makes it into the top five. Because I think a lot of people would say like a John Elway gets into the top five before Drew Brees. You, do you have do you have Brees above Eli Manning? Yes. Okay. Two to I one. You make the argument two to one. I hear you. Brady so it can't all be about that. No, it isn't. It isn't. And that's why Rogers is in the conversation. But if he wants to stay in the conversation, he needs more than one. Okay. All right. My own opinion. So you say nothing to this Instagram stuff. No, I don't say nothing to it. I think it's, do you think he's made up his mind? Do you think Aaron Rodgers today end of February knows what he wants? No. Wow. No. I think I think he wants he wants everybody to want him and to express that on you know at the highest level and then you know he'll decide what he wants. This to me again, you can't predict this guy, you can't understand this guy because he's so unpredictable and I don't know his motivation behind things. That's the problem with him. It's like he does something and you can't really look at what he's said or done in great detail because you have to wonder about why he's doing it. That's what frustrates me about him. Andrew Brent, who we had on the show not too long ago, says he thinks Rodgers knows and has known for quite a while, and now it's a matter of can he convince the Packers to do that if it is, in fact, ask for a trade. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, watching Honorado and Bagnardi.